0: Hello, hello, hello. It's your girl and hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz here. Happy July! This July, for the first time in over four years, I have decided to take a little break so I can rest and recharge my juices. But don't you fret, because I'm bringing you what I call the In Your Mouth Summer Throwback Series, where I am replaying some of my most favorite episodes of the past four and a half years. So, if you're new around here, enjoy. And if you're a long-time listener, perhaps this is one that you may have missed. Stay safe, and I'll see you all in August babies, and now on to the In-Yo-Mouth Summer Throwback Series. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car, you should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello,
0: hello, hello. I'm your Imelda Marcos, hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food, who's always in the mood to lick it right, lick it good. Show oh, you how to. Oh, hug. god, that's good. I wanna know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In your I got mouth. goosebumps. <laughs> hey there, and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the mostest, Munoz, and y'all. I gotta be honest with you. I am pre-recording an episode because there are big things happening in the world of Munoz. Well, allegedly. I hope I don't jinx it by uh, kind of putting it out there a little bit, but I've had to backlog a couple episodes so I can uh, focus my attention on what is happening, a little bit of a transition, uh, all good things. So hopefully by the time this episode drops, there's going to be some new things happening. You're going to notice a little bit of change and a whole lot more fabulous people. I am so, so excited. There's also new merch out there, y'all. New merch. You can go to the M-U-N-O-Z dot com, forward slash Slash mouth merch and get into all the new merch that's out just in time for spring and summer. Get in all those fashion show fashions, honey, because what you can't have a fashion show without fashions. Uh, <laughs> But I want to get to the getting on because I am really, really, really excited for today's guest. The Gay celebrities just keep coming and I, I would be lying if I didn't tell you all. I'm le- legit just sitting on a bunch of towels right now. Just... <laughs> and I mean, this may be a first for the podcast too. We have a chopped... Champion with us, y'all! A chopped champion. Now we have had chopped contestants, but never a chopped champion. So, without further ado, please help me welcome the one, the only, the very beautiful Chef Denovan Miranda. Hi,
1: hi. How are you? Thank you so much for thank you so much for having me on. I'm doing great.
0: Um. The pleasure is all mine, people. And, I mean, he is, or I should say, you are hot off your major win on Chopped.
1: Yeah. I mean, its uh, it just aired earlier this week. Um, I shot this, uh, obviously, uh, much uh, earlier this year, but it, it's been great uh, hearing, you know, people react to uh, the episode. Um, I've, I've just nonstop been getting dms and and messages from i mean all the people people sliding the internet
0: (laughs) all the people sliding into your dms uh in your mouth listeners i'm just gonna need you to do me a really quick favor and while you listen head over to instagram and just type in chef denovan that's d as in david e n e v i n and look Yes, look at the food. Yes, click the link tree. But can can y'all look at the face? Just look at the face, and you will see what I'm talking about. And then scroll down and look at the body, honey, because that's a whole nother story <laughs> for another time. I mean, this man's this man's arms are taking up half the screen as I look uh, as I look at them right now. <laughs> yes, welcome to the gun show. But before yeah. we get anywhere denovan i need i need to do what we always do here on in your mouth and in the grand tradition of in your mouth i need to wish you happy national ranch dressing day
1: awesome i love ranch dressing
0: oh do you now i do because you are such a, a, a like a chef and like uh, Like when we talk chef, this man is like French trained. Like he is the epitome of chef. Now, are we talking like homemade ranch? Are we talking like a Hidden Valley ranch? Are we what? What kind of ranch are we talking here?
1: Actually, I have uh, a salad on my current menu at Harriet's Lounge at the One Hotel. Um, It's a watercress salad, and we do kind of a riff on ranch with uh, wasabi as a base. So it's a it's a nice wasabi ranch dressing that it just it I don't know. I I love I love cooking foods that really connect to people, uh, you know, memories and and experiences and I think, you know, as a chef, you have to utilize even kind of, you know, the uh I don't I don't I don't want to call it like basic things, but like how would you call ranch? Like a ranch the, is anything but basic. I, right. and
0: there is and there is only one ranch in my life and that is friend to the podcast, not a sponsor though, Hidden Valley Ranch because there is no I mean, other you ranch
1: can't, can't go wrong. Um, I mean
0: that ranch powder put it on anything and it's an instant meal. no <laughs> I
1: mean, I'm yeah. sure
0: that's probably offensive to all of your all, all of your chefing that you do.
1: <laughs> but for it, those of, it's not <laughs> For, <laughs> but for I, those
0: of us home trained out there. Uh, a Hidden Valley Ranch powder or a bottle of Hidden Valley goes a, a long way, you know. But I'm I'm here for a homemade ranch. I, I I can do the buttermilk and the and the dill and the wasabi in your case. Yeah, <laughs> I I love that you took us to to a very pro level though, like a a very a very deep like ranch. Like um, we're we're just mucking through like the the intricacies of ranch with you at your restaurant here
1: yeah i mean ranch it just for me the flavors it's an explosion in your mouth right i mean you get that (laughs) bold zestiness then you have like hints of garlic and onion and and it's just it's like a miraculous thing it really is
0: It is, and who doesn't love an explosion in their mouths? Um, (laughs) See what I did
1: there? But what do you think
0: the secret is? Now, here's a good question that I just thought of. What do you think the secret is to making that, like, zingy ranch? Because uh, at home, because to emulate something like the original, the Hidden Valley Ranch of it all, That, that, like, zesty, citrusy, zingy, Flavor, like sometimes at home, I feel like there's always something missing.
1: Well, well, you got it really right with the buttermilk. That's important because that adds that layer of, of tartness. But I, I use a combination of lemon juice, so I use citrus as well as apple cider vinegar. Um, that really, you, you have to feel it, like here on the side of your palate. Um, that that tanginess, and then kind of all the other flavors follow afterwards, and that creaminess is what calms down that tanginess. So it's exactly kind of like that explosion or cascade of of kind of flavors, and um, I think the combination of that also creates a lot of umami. You know, you're kind of like smacking your lips a little bit because it's just mm mm mm.
0: Yeah, you're saying all the right things. Uh, like <laughs> I feel like you're talking dirty to me.
1: <laughs> a little bit, right? <laughs>
0: Listen, I don't I, need your man coming knocking at my door either. <laughs>
1: so, I think, but- I think to be completely honest, food and sex just go. I think they 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 raise the same amount of endorphins and you know hormones in, in your in your brain when it they when it's right, it's right, you know. Like yeah. for both accounts,
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's been so long for me in this quarantine because I'm single in 120 square feet. I, I barely remember at this point. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? No matter what you celebrate out there, um, we want to wish you, and I think you would agree, uh, Deniman, that we want you to have the happiest of National Ranch Dressing Days, no matter if it's homemade or out of a bottle. And moving right along to this day in gay history, did you know that in 2009 in Tel Aviv, Uzi Evan and his life partner were the first same-sex male couple in Israel whose right of adoption had been legally acknowledged? What a great day. Good things all around. Awesome. Right? Snaps, 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 snaps. Yes, um, I'm I'm here for this, and this is just, I mean, you've got you've got like a double great day here, but I want to get to the getting on. And in your mouth listeners, just so you know, if you haven't figured it out yet by stalking him on Instagram. Chef Denovan hails from Long Island and is the head chef of one hotel, Brooklyn Bridge, where he brings over a decade of luxury hospitality and restaurant experience as he oversees the properties, restaurants and bars. He is also a recent Chop Champion, where he really showed America how well he handles his meat. (laughs) I've been dying to say
1: that. (laughs) It's a great line.
0: (laughs) folks out there if you haven't seen chopped recently it was a it was a full meat episode and before we usually start at the beginning here but i just watched the episode again for the second time and i don't know if anybody's told you and we don't know each other we are just meeting here but i really need to say that i am proud of you oh thank you (laughs) you i i don't know if you realize what it means or at least what it meant to me and what it means to have you shine so brightly in front of the camera and any mouth listeners if you haven't seen this chopped episode right out of the gate you know how they introduce the chefs out there and it's like meet chef so-and-so from philadelphia who has this kitchen right so they do chef denovan and he comes out, and uh, right out of the gate, he mentions his dad and wanting to make his dad proud. Right after coming out, and then he um, he mentions his partner and what he would do with the winnings uh, by taking him to the Philippines to show him his roots and where he came, and where he came from. And you don't know me, but. I started this culinary journey because I didn't see a face like mine on television. And here you are shining so brightly. And what does that mean to uh, like little kids out there who look like you, who look like us, me, um, seeing you do the thing and be so out and so proud and shot and be so beautiful. And you know what? Take the whole thing
1: home. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. That's very kind of you. Um, Listen, what happened on the episode, um, was completely authentic. I, I did speak about, you know, my relationship with my father who who I did lose to cancer. Um and kind of uh what it took to, you know, step up and and come out to him, you know, w- when I did. Because uh, you know, I, I come from an immigrant family um which was very Catholic, very conservative. Um, and thankfully they're so supportive and you know, my family now is just so open and and willing to embrace and accept um, me and my and my husband, and um, it's just been a wonderful journey. Um, and and I wanted to definitely have that visibility because uh, I feel it's so important, especially for our community, for you know communities of of people of color, of immigrants, um, and of course LGBT people. And and to have a platform like that and be able to express myself so openly was. Uh, Was was a blessing. It really was, and 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 um, the amount of feedback, uh, touching, uh, you know, people who are just so moved and touched by that. I I was surprised um, by people who who literally just kind of reached out through through my Facebook, through my website, and and Instagram, telling uh, me their story and um, how they related so much to you know what I shared on that episode. So. Um, I, I just want to say thank you to all those people who've, who've been, uh, supportive and have been able to kind of share with me their stories as well, because I think the more we share our stories, the more visible we are, uh, you know, we start breaking down these barriers and walls, you know?
0: And and this is my biggest joy of doing this podcast and meeting people like you is amplifying those stories. You know, I, uh, any mouth listeners, I don't really give too much information out before we meet as uh, chef can as chef can uh, you know approve or confirm that fact and but I do say the episode is a celebration of you you know and who you are and your story and I legit I'm not I'm not lying I watched the episode twice and I thought second time around I still got a little choked up at the beginning where you're just authentically you and it's so, such a beautiful moment and so i wanted to say i am proud of you just because it it meant so much it meant so much and if it meant so much to me i i can only imagine who else it it meant a lot to and we don't even know each other so it was it was really really special and so i hope i hope you can hold that and take that and absorb how special that was, right? And I mean, I bet the ten the ten grand isn't that bad.
1: Huh? <laughs> yes, definitely not. <laughs> but um, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. You know, I was actually uh, interested in seeing how because I, I didn't see the footage after it was edited, um, and that that portion when uh, I was talking to the judges about um, kind of my coming out story. Uh, obviously, it was condensed to a few sound bites, but I think what they put out there was um, uh, really, you know, translated well. Um, I think the part that I was disappointed that didn't make it, um, after I had, uh, and by the way, I think a lot of the, studio became quiet and, uh, it was, you know, the production team are kind of very New York, very liberal. And, uh, I would have to say, uh, very gay, (laughs) um, and there were some some tears going on there, and I think they cut part of the part of it. Some of the judges were tearing up as well, because um, I really I, I go deep and I, I talk about, um, you know, I, I I literally came out to my father on his deathbed, and uh, and it was just such a excruciatingly touching moment for me, and it, it just really changed um, the. Uh, the trajectory of of my life.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, um, well, let me, let me just jump in here really quick because we usually save the coming out story for a little later in the pod, but no, 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 but we're here and we're here now. And so why don't, why not tell the story and tell the part that that maybe wasn't shown on television and what was, what was coming out like for you?
1: Um, you know, coming out to me, I think, you know, for most of us, uh, I'm just speaking from my experience, but, uh, we have this irrational fear of rejection, um, and and rejection is such a strong uh, a fear, especially if it's coming from your family, right? Um, and you know, there's many of us who've uh, heard of, or have had friends who many, you know, they don't they don't even talk to their families anymore. They were, um, you know, um, I guess they just didn't weren't able to continue that relationship with them because of ideologies and and belief systems that, you know, are are unfortunate, heartbreaking um, stories and and, uh, things that come out of situations like that. Uh, I was very fortunate when I came out to my father. Um, He was sick with uh, renal cancer uh, for nine months, and he was in hospice care in our house, um, in my parents' house, with a nurse, um, and you know, it was it was honestly his his last week, uh, and I sat next to him for hours, and I knew I knew I was going to do it at that moment, but it took me so much time, and it was just uh, us kind of talking about life, catching up, and um, and then uh, I mustered the strength um, to just put it out there. And, you know, I, I told him, you know, dad, um, you know, I, I want you to know that I'm gay. Uh, I introduced you to Alex. He's, he's my partner. Um, and he kind of put my his hand on my hand and he's like, um, he told me, he's like, I know, but that's not important to me. I just want to tell you that you make me so proud And um, the biggest, uh, you know, uh, kind of what what made him really, really sad that he wasn't going to be there to see me do great things and accomplish great things because he he knew that, you know, that's what my future held. And he really inspired me to continue to, um, you know, continue to make him proud because... It, it's, uh, uh, I feel the same way, you know, I feel like, um, but I, I do feel his, his presence, um, but honestly, it would mean a lot to just see him smile if he was like around to see that episode and, and everything. I mean, it's just, I, I miss him every day. And uh, it's uh, it's an incredible feeling to be able to talk about it uh, because this is something I haven't shared with many people, you know. So doing it on uh <laughs> I guess national TV <laughs> was uh, a really it was way to experience. Do it, but
0: but I mean I I am a firm believer in um you know in the afterlife and uh people being with us, people surrounding us, people you know, and your you shown you shown so brightly in that episode there is there is no possible way that your dad wasn't with you wasn't yeah. wrapped fully around you being like you got this you know yeah. and and what you do in his um name oh my god <laughs> <laughs> sorry um what you do in his name further on carrying that will, you know, will forever make him proud. And how beautiful is that? Is that to share with other people who may be struggling right now, who may be listening to this right now, you know, and yeah. you can touch them in that way. So kudos to you. And I, I can't thank you enough for sharing that moment with us um, on the pod because it's yeah super super special,
1: and and one of the things that um thank you for saying that but one of the things that I was disappointed that they d- didn't put it on it's probably because uh it was like a network conflict but I had actually turned to Ted Allen who hosts the show who if I don't know people don't know or they're not like our age um <laughs> it he was one of the OG cast members yeah. of Queer Eye when the first. Uh, you know, and, and I just remember watching that growing up, uh, with my family and, uh, you know, I, what, what, it was on Bravo, what network was it on? Yeah, it was on Bravo. It was on Bravo and we'd be sitting in the family room and then I'd be watching my family actually seeing these very gay individuals and kind of, um, you know, I was very quiet because I knew something you know, about me. Yeah.
0: You were like, ooh, uh, that Che Rodriguez is really doing it
1: yeah. for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I was kind of gauging like what they were, uh, how their reactions were. So I had turned to Ted and I said, Ted, I just want to thank you for um, being one of the OG cast of the Queer Eye because, you know, you inspired me, a young boy in Long Island, to really build that courage from being able to watch you guys on TV with my family and seeing seeing what their reactions were and 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 kind of feeling at that point more comfortable with you know the idea of um, you know introducing my true self to you know their our life you know yeah so.
0: for sure and it's so funny that you have that story and he probably not to diminish it he because now I'm realizing I have the same exact story with Ted Allen when I met Ted <laughs> Allen. Um, who's a dream guest of the podcast. And I'm like, come on, Ted. But um, shout out to you, Ted Allen. Hi. Um, <laughs> but um, I said the same thing. I was like, I can't believe. I was working uh, catering, uh, front of the house, event management. And I met him and I go, I'll probably get fired for doing this, but I really need to thank you for for doing what you did on television and being fearless about it because my mother seeing it on television, it made it, it somehow made it okay. You know, It somehow, somehow like was like, it's normal, you know? And it was like, she had a reference point, you know? And he was, he was the sweetest, the absolute sweetest um, about the whole thing. And then shout out to Amanda Freitag, also family that like, (laughs) You know, um, you also say during the episode, you were like, you know what, hopefully they'll put this face behind the judges table and I, I'm going to secret it (laughs) into your life. You need it. The face is gorgeous. It is made for TV, right? I am going to Wendy Williams, put it out there in the universe food network. If you're, (laughs) if you're listening, he needs to be behind the judges table because hello, it'll be good TV. Right. And. I'm sure I'm not the only one who could stare at this face for days. Um, You know what? Let's start Let's go back. Let's go back. Right. (laughs) Let's take it back. Where did this uh, love for cooking come from?
1: You know, my love for cooking really came from, uh, and and everyone, I think, has this, um, if they, you know, had really good food in their house. Uh, My grandmother, my grandmother was such a great cook. And she lived with us uh, growing up. It's very common, Filipino households, your family members, uh, you know, multiple family members living together. So my my grandmother had lived with us. I was, um, my pa- parents both worked in Manhattan. So, you know, she was pretty much babysitting us uh, the entire week. Um, and she would uh, prepare uh, the meals. Uh, we would eat, have dinner. and. She never cut corners. She was always doing everything absolutely from scratch. Um, no matter oh how, how What was labor the best intensive. thing she made?
0: Please, please indulge oh. me here.
1: Um, she would do uh, you know, like Thai sticky rice yeah. wrapped in banana leaves. So mm-hmm. Filipinos have this similar dessert and it's called uh suman. Um and it's it's sticky rice that is wrapped in banana leaves and steamed. And um And then it's served with this, like, kind of thick coconut sauce. And just to make that sauce alone, my grandma would, like, take a whole bag of coconuts and grate them and then wring out the milk herself, like, through cheesecloth. Just, like, just, just pure. It's not from a can. It's not from anything processed. She's just making it from scratch. So much so, she had a huge garden in our backyard, so everything was, like, completely... Uh, farm to table which wasn't even like a thing back then but like that's how I grew up and you know and it it really stuck with me um and that was one of my favorite dishes that she's made but I mean countless others because she was such a phenomenal cook
0: my brother (laughs) married a beautiful Filipino girl and so the in-laws are all Filipino um and I have a uh, beautiful, beautiful portopino, as I call them, uh, <laughs> nieces and nephews, right? Stunning. But my brother's mother-in-law makes the best empanadas.
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: The best, because they're different than Puerto Rican empanadas. There's like raisins in there. Yeah. And, for, and for some reason, they're orange. I don't get it. But she'll, <laughs> she will send them to me at Christmas, and I cannot get enough. Of that and garlic rice forget about it i'm like touching my <laughs> oh my god it's so
1: good why is it so good Denaven? you know my belief and i think filipino food should just be as as you know huge as like chinese or japanese or korean food is now um and it's getting there it's becoming more mainstream but it has such a great history to it too because the philippines uh was uh colonized by Spain for, you know, nearly 200 years. Um, and then it was occupied by Japan during the World World War II. And then freed from Japanese occupation by the Americans. And um, all of these kinds of uh, cultures have found its way into into the food. And, and the food culture in the Philippines is, is so, in, you know, um, important to the people. Uh, if food is always the centerpiece of, you know, fest- festivities. Uh, I was so fortunate that it was like a pork meat fight that yes. was on Chopped. I think I even said on the episode, like, come on. <laughs> this is like, pork is like the Filipino's dream um, yep. you know, Filipinos and because...
0: uh, Filipinos and Puerto Ricans give us pork, and we exactly. and we got it. We got <laughs> yeah. this. Even the first time I saw the episode, I was like, "Really? You have this Filipino chef on here, and it's a it's a meat specifically pork fight? Forget about uh, it. He's got I, this yeah. down
1: <laughs> in the bag." Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I would. Growing up, you know, it was like a birthday party, and there was just like a whole pig every single time.
0: <laughs> that lechon is everything. Everything
1: is every. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starving.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so- I love that. I love that you incorporated too into your cooking for the for the hotel restaurant and. And they're all about that, too. I think that's really, really beautiful that you can express yourself in that way, culinary-wise.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I took over the role of, uh, of, of you know, the culinary um, director at one hotel, Brooklyn Bridge, nearly two years ago. And, you know, I'm shout out to my bosses because they just... Uh, trust me immensely. I have great autonomy there and I can really be expressive and and just be a chef. You know, um, it's not common to work with a company that, uh, is so, uh, open to, to allowing, you know, chef to be fully expressive in in what they're doing. It's more about bottom line, which I do. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm very results driven in that, in that sense, but, uh, I, I I have, I'm blessed to have the ability to be as expressive as I am. And the food, and, and you know the dish um, that really knocked it out of the park for me in chopped. I'm going to be featuring it in uh, my spring menu in the Osprey um, next month when we re- reopen the doors finally.
0: Awesome, awesome. Was that uh, the appetizer or was that the pork Milanese?
1: It was the sea uh, the appetizer. Yeah, that the the judges just went crazy for it. So.
0: Yeah, it's like, my version. it's like pork lip balm, she said. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, Amanda Freitag, props to her, pork lip balm. Uh, I love her.
0: It. She's great.
1: She's met... fabulous. I yeah, I too. met
0: her at um, a benefit for Chef Carl Ruiz um, that after he passed, it was like going to, it was a charity event. And it was all barbecue and she was cooking back there. And I had, I have this ridiculous faux fur. Uh, coat that looks like Neapolitan ice cream that I wear everywhere. So picture big gay me in like Doc Martin heels and my faux fur Neapolitan ice cream coat at this like barbecue master's charity. You have to send me (laughs)
1: pictures.
0: (laughs) I will. And Amanda immediately was like, I don't know you but I love you. So she's she's really good people, too. I love that. Listen, I think this is really, really great. We have covered so much ground in so little time. I want to take a short break and, to, you know, to do something a little fun and introduce you to something that I love and the listener loves, a little something we like to call... The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. White truffle orchards may help bring pricey pasta topping to the masses, French researchers say. Are you a big white truffle fan?
1: I've fallen in and out of that, uh, you know, truffle madness. Uh, early on in my career, I, I, you know, had just truffle menus on on, on our menus uh, when they came into season. But I, I think people just go. Too over the board with with truffle, especially with, since it's become uh, the uh, the Chinese truffle came out, which is just a kind of a a fake version or flavoring that that's been used in like a lot of truffle oils and truffle butters, and it's not it's not no it's not any longer like that natural truffle flavor. I think because it's just become so mainstream and it, you know, you'll find it in TGI Fridays. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, for sure. Truffle fries. Which I'm I mean, not,
1: I'm not knocking. Sometimes it's, it's, I mean, it is, it just it definitely hits the spot. I mean, but, really um,
0: though, when's the last time you had a French fry? Come on
1: now. <laughs> yesterday.
0: <laughs>
1: of course you did. Of
0: course you did. uh it, it's, It's boys like you with all the abs that post all the photos with the pizza and the fries. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here intermittent fasting and eating all the vegetables.
1: (laughs) I'm doing the intermittent fasting, too. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a chef, so, like, food is everything to me. So I I don't shy away. Uh, I try to make smart choices, which um, sometimes backfires for me. But, uh, yeah, I, I love food. Uh, so truffle. Yeah. Go
0: ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so how do we feel? This is like almost farmed, so, I would they're say. They're farming so,
1: truffle.
0: Yeah, they're farming truffles because an abundance of rare and expensive white truffles could soon be grown outside of their natural habitat and potentially reach more consumers. French researchers have discovered a way to produce rare Italian white truffles at an orchard in France outside of their natural habitat. Element and this is actually a Fox News. Ugh, I didn't even realize this was a Fox News thing. But I guess Fox News has some news. Um, I think so, so. Yeah, they're like farmed.
1: I, I think you know, um, movement in agriculture as long as it's sustainable and and it's it's real food and not like GMO Monsanto kind of kind of fake uh, fake food. Uh, I'm all for it. You know, if if we're able to. Um, produce uh you know um everything naturally uh without pesticides and without gmos or um you know responsibly farming uh i'm 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 there for it uh in terms of truffle that would be awesome it would just uh make everything you know i wouldn't be able to charge $200 for uh, truffle pasta anymore, though. (laughs) Yeah, because
0: these things can sell upwards of $1,000 per pound, and they're trying to, I guess in this orchard, they're trying to recreate the environment that the truffles grow in, so it isn't GMO or whatnot. They're literally just recreating this special, like, relationship between the tree and the mushroom and the orbit of it all, or whatever the terminology is.
1: And and for for I guess some of your viewers who don't know like truffles as intimately as we do, um, the reason why they're so expensive is because they they grow in wild in the wild they're foraged. There's only a small seasonal window that that um, these fungi grow. They're they're funguses. They're not really mushrooms, and they grow in the roots uh, root systems of trees. So usually truffle foragers they they go out with dogs or pigs, um, and then you know, they're in the woods for hours of the day, just finding truffles and bring it back. And then, you know, they, they get sold in the market and graded. Um, so that's why they're they're pricey. And if we are able to produce it on a, a more uh, sustainable scale um, and, and farm them, you know, that, that would definitely drive the price down. But, you know, I think um, we'll see what the flavors are like. You know, uh, sometimes if it's, it's uh not the OG. it you know yeah. it might detract in some way, but i'm I'm excited to try it
0: yeah, it looks like we're here for this it looks like we're here for this congrats um from the uh, congrats to the French national research Institute for agriculture food and environment yes forty four pounds of cocaine frosted cornflakes seized by u s customs. In Miami,
1: <laughs> where it
0: happened. Why is it got to be Miami?
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I'm. I used to live in Miami for for over a decade, so um, I've heard all all the stories.
0: <laughs> oh my God! So the U.S. Customs and Border Protection announced that they had intercepted what may be the all-time pri- priciest box of frosted flakes, with a total estimated value of. $2,822,400. The secret behind this high sticker price these cornflakes were literally frosted with cocaine. Thank you, Food and Wine uh, Magazine.com. Yeah, look at that, right? A CBP CBP narcotic detector dog by the name of Biko found it, and when officers took a closer look, they saw that the cereal contained white powder and the flakes were coated with a grayish substance. Isn't that crazy? Could you imagine just opening a box of cornflakes, you know? Uh, <laughs> you know, some corn flakes. You know, you put your expensive hazelnut milk over it, and you're like, "Yeah, this is gonna be flying high." All day.
1: <laughs> yeah, who needs coffee? <laughs> um, you're just
0: like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, oh my god. You know that yeah. that should that that might catch on. You know, in the club scene too. You know. You oh, to have a bag yeah. of cornflakes,
0: yeah, oh, <laughs> oh wait a minute, are you a circuit girl? uh I guess retired oh okay
1: <laughs> as All of right. as of lockdown
0: <laughs> as of lockdown okay, 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 how far have you traveled for a circuit party
1: um Brazil
0: oh okay, yep, yeah. yeah.
1: that tracks that tracks that tracks no, yeah. i
0: was i am not i've tried i tried my uh, to dip my foot in the circuit queen waters um it did not work for me <laughs> i happened to be in Ibiza for uh for circuit week but not that was not planned it just happened to be that week when i was there and then when i went to world pride in madrid i was like well it's world pride we might as well try this try this like sector of you know being homosexual out and i was like i got to get out of here i got to get out of here this is not for me <laughs>
1: Yeah, World Prime Dread. I mean, that's probably the uh high echelon of, of circuit.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and you know what? was the most disappointing part about it cuz it, it was actually really cute at the beginning cuz it was called Sandia, which means wa- a watermelon, and so they were handing mm. out watermelons and there was watermelon like lip balm and watermelon like sunscreen and everything was watermelon. It was really really cute. Um And then when it got really packed, it was like I saw the entirety of New York that I left here, that I was like, I left New York not to see all y'all here. (laughs) I was like, I got to go, y'all. Y'all have fun. I'm going to, you can find me at the bar, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, to really enjoy these kinds of uh, parties, there has to be uh, a lot of cornflakes involved.
0: (laughs) <laughs> you know, some sort of extracurricular something. Some kind around. of
1: extracurricular going you on. You
0: know, uh, and listen, uh, I am no stranger to an extracurricular every once in a in a blue moon. Even though now that I've turned forty, it's like, ugh, I can barely like have a margarita without like waking up a mess the next day. But like. Even that, I was just like, oh, I can't. I'm like, this is a lot, y'all. This is a lot. <laughs> it seems that... Uh, come prepared. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Um, it seems that if y'all are going out to uh, a circuit party after the pandemic is over, these cornflakes would be for you, but... We need you to be responsible out there, y'all, because we we do not promote the use of illegal drugs here on In Yo Mouth. And last but not least, more than 26,000 people signed a petition against the gay kiss in a cream egg advert.
1: Can you believe this? I, I saw this on my news feed um, for... Uh, can we say Cadbury?
0: <laughs> yeah, we could say Cadbury, not a sponsor, okay. but we could. Uh, I like a Cadbury egg, and I like them even more now that they uh, put out this commercial. And
1: I didn't actually even see the commercial; I just saw this kind of uh, backlash from it, and I, I still, I, I, I don't understand where all the hate and negativity come from. Um,
0: yeah, like people are taking offense to this commercial. Well. Let me start at the beginning. Um, Cadbury put out this uh, commercial, right, celebrating their what they call their goobily because it's been five decades of Cadbury eggs, right? That's a feat in itself, 50 years of Cadbury eggs. And, you know, Cadbury eggs are everywhere, I mean, especially around this time of year. And so it it shows, the commercial shows people celebrating in different ways. Like, you know, for all the bakers out there, for all the... For all the, I don't know, influencers out there. For all the people who like to eat them in secret. And then it said for all the sharers out there. And it's two men that are spinning at first. And then one has a Cadbury egg in his mouth. And the other one kisses him. And the Cadbury egg breaks. And the goo comes out. And it's a... If anything, that's the most offensive part of it (laughs) because I was like, oh, that's suggestive. But it's really it's a really beautiful moment, you know. And so but of course, you know, people have to have a problem with everything. People can't just leave well enough alone.
1: Yeah. I mean, if it bothers you, don't watch it. (laughs) You know, I mean, uh, I just... I just, uh, that's all I have to say about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I don't really want to give the haters any more energy. You know, um, of course, Twitter comes in at its best, being like 25,000 people's actually signed a petition to have the Cadbury's cream egg ad cancel canceled. All I can say is after seeing an advert that embraces love, I never wanted a a cream egg more. Another person says, happy Friday, but not to the 20,000 homophobes uh, that have signed a petition to get rid of the new cream egg ad. What's laughable is the fact that people actually are offended by two men sharing a fucking cream egg. Get a grip. And that's what I say. Get a fucking grip. And with that, I think that's a great way to end food news update. Yes. How was that for you? That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna bring that into the kitchen next time? All this food news, you know? (laughs) Yeah,
1: I think I will. I'm gonna I'm gonna copy the segment and just that'll be my pre-shift lineup. Your your
0: pre-shift, your your (laughs) pre-shift meeting.
1: Yeah, I appreciate meaning we're going to take, uh, you know, take a moment for food news, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: it. What is it like being out in the kitchen as a head chef? You know, we are, we talk a lot about like the uh, kitchen being, a, you know, a hyper masculine, like male dominated world. What What is that experience
1: like for you? It, it's, it's been different in different Uh, jobs that I've, I've, I've done to be, uh, for me now, um, I couldn't have asked for a more, uh, supportive team, um, that's completely diverse. Uh, we have, uh, you know, team members of of all ages, all walks of life, uh, gay, straight, trans. Um, so I think that's such a beautiful thing. If, uh, we're able to, build a team like that, come together and, and put out some, you know, beautiful stuff, beautiful food that, that, uh, people, you know, come to enjoy. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've done other positions in, in my career. Uh, I've worked in the Caribbean, uh, and I opened hotels there and that had to, uh, was a little more challenging because, um, it's not widely accepted out there. Um, actually, yeah, it's, it, it's quite, uh, dangerous to even, Come out. Um, uh, so it, you have to kind of gauge uh, your audience there, right? Um, and 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 for me, it, it's all about the work and, and making sure that we're 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 putting the work in and and getting the results that we we need to get. And um, uh, sometimes uh, you just have to uh, work through those scenarios, um, but. I I'm so fortunate now to be able to cultivate and bring up a team that's that's open and and, and um inclusive and uh diverse.
0: Yeah, I love uh, that. I I absolutely love that. What would you what would you tell a young person who is maybe freshly out, maybe still be in the closet, who kind of wants to pursue this career, especially because we both know entering this career, kitchens are a hot spot for all sorts of different things, from like you know high tempers to homophobia mm-hmm. to misogyny to, and I'm not saying every kitchen, but I've experienced. I think I can say, at least from my experience, I've I've seen it all. You know, at this point, and what would you say to that person?
1: Absolutely, you know, I and and kitchens, it's it's a stressful job and it. Can bring out um, the nasty in some people, and uh, you know I don't tolerate that in my kitchen. I, I make sure that everyone is there to respect each other, and at the end of the day, what we're doing is to uh, serve uh, food and, and great service and great drinks to our guests and and our patrons to ensure that they're they're enjoying themselves. Um, and I, I I don't think there's any room for it, uh, especially now. Um, but traditionally, yeah, kitchens have become have are known for being kind of this hotbed of, of even, um, you know, we've all seen it like this, this, the yelling stress plates getting thrown around. Yeah. And I've, I've I've worked in,
0: I've had plates thrown at me. I've had a bowl thrown at me, um, all sorts of things like dishes in the salamander. So that like, when I would pick them up, they'd be like scalding hot, but I was always ahead of the game. I was like, I got your number. You, you don't got me. Nope.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, uh, what I would say to, uh, young people, um, who are, uh, maybe, you know, um, still struggling with their identity, um, or sexuality and want to be in this career is, uh, you know, just be true to yourself. Um, don't, don't be scared to, um, express yourself and, and, and I think right now is is such a great moment to uh, uh, pursue um, culinary uh, field because they're, uh, you know, I mean, right now, it, it, it's hard. <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I mean, this, this pandemic has been incredibly tough on the industry. But what I think is coming out of it, out of the other side, uh, if you want to call it the silver lining, is we need people. We need uh, these young guys uh, to come out and and support uh, this industry because you know if if not uh, without the young people joining us, it's it's gonna you know be even diff- more difficult and, and and struggle because the next generation is what we're we're handing off to. And my biggest thing right now is um, focusing on um, you know the community aspect of, of restaurants, uh, supporting local farmers, supporting, uh, local craftsmen and, and purveyors and, um, uh, you know, cheese makers, everything, uh, because what we've learned from this pandemic is that it's so, uh, connected, right? Restaurants suffer. So do the farmers. So do the fishermen. So, yeah. um, right now it's all about community outreach, supporting our local businesses, supporting, uh, businesses of uh, black owned businesses uh people of color um and making sure that uh we create this network of, of of support for each other um and likewise to team members you know um i'm in the process of, of recruiting um for our reopening uh and we're going to be doing a lot of openings uh for the whole company. I was so hoping we're, you were, we're... going
0: to say I'm recruiting for a second husband because I was like, I've already submitted <laughs> my resume. And... <laughs> Don't mind yeah. me. The Tom Foley, mean,
1: The uh, <laughs>
0: What? What happened? You might be?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I've told him that I'm, I'm open to it, but, you know, he's kind of uh, uh, old school. <laughs> uh, uh, uh... <laughs> Listen,
0: the man is beautiful and I don't blame you. Um but what was I going to say? Now you got me all hot and flustered. What you do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go on. <You're> right. <laughs> no,
0: um, yeah, it's important and you know, everyone's suffering out there and hopefully we'll be through this soon enough. And I love that I love all the support you give, all the love that you put out, because it's apparent that it comes back to you, right? And it and and it is coming back to you uh, Favorite Filipino restaurant In New York
1: Um, I love uh, Have you tried Mama Fina's In the Lower East Side
0: No um, Lower East Side There's one on like 2nd Avenue that I've been to That I had the balut in uh, in, okay. in your mouth listeners That's the duck egg with like the embryo And the juice and things
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell if that was
0: authentic or not
1: it's very authentic oh. and it's also uh you know uh, a good alternative to Viagra apparently so
0: oh yeah <laughs> listen i don't I don't have any problems in that department <laughs> let it be no
1: <laughs> I mean any you know any little help might help it at all you know yeah sure. um but uh Mom's- Im to check it out jeepney in 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 manhattan um and uh, lots of great restaurants out in queens um that that I go to i i uh, I moved back two years ago, so I haven't like fully explored uh the complete scene yet, but like once things open up i'm I'm excited to go out there and, and try some more yeah. great food by um Filipino chefs.
0: A little one opened up in Hell's Kitchen during the pandemic called uh tradition. Um, and it's pretty tasty, um, and now I'm having a craving. But there's also a Jollibee down the block from me.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> are you a Jollibee fan? Really? Yeah. Uh,
1: I haven't had Jollibee in a minute, but you know, I, I definitely hit the spot. <laughs> I eat <mean, laughs> fried chicken. The chicken joy of it all. Yeah. Oh, no. it's so good! It's
0: so good. Yeah, there's a Jollibee right here in Times Square, um, and it's everything oh my god this has been such a really really special episode and i i can't thank you enough for opening up and sharing so you know and being so vulnerable um with me and it's not what I expected at all and it's, and it's so beautiful and it just goes to it just furthers my feeling of how how proud I am to see you shine and how beautiful you are like as a whole you know so thank you so much thank you you know
1: um, this was definitely a lot of fun for me and I, I'm happy to have kind of shared this experience with you and your your, your listeners Um uh, you know, I, I this is only the beginning. Uh, I hope there's a chop championship in the near future. And uh, you know, in, in terms of the restaurant, we're we're excited to reopen, to relaunch it, um, and and we're going to be doing some beautiful things there. So you know, if your listeners are are, uh, are going to be in New York area or they're living in New York, please come check us out. At yeah, the Hotel sure. listen.
0: I better get the the star treatment, the Ted Allen treatment, if I'm coming to visit you. <laughs> Definitely, because <laughs> you know I'm coming to visit.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> well, like RuPaul uh, once said, "This is the beginning of the rest of your life." <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I it just felt appropriate. Uh, big thank you again to Chef Denevin Miranda for just coming on the pod and making this, oh my God, one of the most special moments of my week this week folks out there big things happening on the pod there may be some changes there may not be no matter what happens uh, you know your girl Munoz is still trucking along there is new merch out y'all go show some love to me and oh my god chef tell the kids where to find you give them all the social media handles the websites the only fans link whatever you got we will take it <laughs>
1: Um no, no only fans yet. That was my backup if the restaurant never reopened. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it seems um, to be
0: everyone's backup these days, and I'm not mad about it. Normalize seeing your friends. I'm not mad bundles. either.
1: I no judgment. <laughs> no judgment. Listen,
0: sex work is work. I say it all the time. But continue. Give them all the handles. Um
1: yeah, check, you know, follow me on Instagram at Chef Denovan. That's D-E-N-E-V-I-N. Um and uh uh, I'm on Facebook all you know my link trees there so you can find me everywhere. I am the head chef at the one hotel Brooklyn Bridge. Um, come check out Harriet's uh, lounge. The rooftop is going to be re- reopening for warm weather pretty soon and that's such an amazing thing. We had a pride party uh, when we did World Pride in New York. It was hosted by the pose cast and it was such a beautiful moment. Um, and we're, we're looking to kind of reboot that in a, in, a, in a great way. So stay tuned for that. And the Osprey, uh, where I, I really kind of flex my culinary muscles in that restaurant. So please come check it out when we reopen.
0: Oh, is that is that how you got those big arms uh, at the Osprey? <laughs>
1: yeah, it's all the pots and pans and bags of potatoes that I'm carrying around.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh my God. If only that were the truth, then I'd, uh, then I'd be you know i'd have a six pack too <laughs> so stupid oh my god any mouth uh, listeners i i love you what were you going
1: to say i said my husband's a phenomenal trainer if anyone needs that service as well you know
0: yeah um, listen i it's find all him on my instagram <laughs> it's all there on the instagram food Boobs, abs, you know, speedos, all of it, and we, all of it, and we stand, Chef Denovan, for sure. In your mouth, listeners. Um, you know what? It's a great day here on the pod. What a special, what a special episode this was. And I don't want to take any more time, so I'm just gonna say thank you for listening to In Your
1: Mouth.